Did you know that there are some things that could threaten your life in an emergency situation, no matter how much food, water, and gear you have? We'll identify three of those and talk about how to avoid them on today's episode. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to discuss a very serious topic tonight the things that could threaten your life in an emergency situation. We want to share this because we feel like it's important for you to know how serious some things can get and that you have to have information and awareness to be a good practical prepper. We want to welcome Mark into the studio tonight. Hello, Mark. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Had a good day. Yeah, I had a good day also. We did. We're actually we're watching a thunderstorm kind of pass by our area. Our weather radio went off and... I kind of brightened up because I thought that's a practical prepping thing, and it was a severe thunderstorm. So uh, I think it might have been a remnant from some of those Kansas storms over the weekend, which were pretty awful. May have been. I didn't follow this system completely except once it got into Mississippi. I kind of kept an eye on it and how it might affect us, and it really didn't affect us like I thought it would. But not that I was looking for serious weather. But we just had a couple of little thunderstorms went across, and I think for the next several days, we're looking at having some scattered thunder showers during the day. Well, you know that old saying about the April showers bringing the May flowers, and so far we've got several flowers, but a whole more showers coming. So uh, let's jump over here to some information about some ways that our listeners can support the podcast. And one of the most important ways is to go to our website, practicalprepping.info and scroll down till you see the Amazon name banner. Click on that banner, sign into your Amazon account and do all of your regular shopping for your Amazon products. And because you have clicked on it through our website, we do receive a small commission for the purchases that you're making through your account. And we certainly do appreciate, you know, every little bit helps because podcasts, believe it or not, they're not free. They actually cost money. And so we do appreciate the support that we're getting. We're getting new listeners and new likes on our Facebook page, Practical Prepping. A second way that we ask you to support the podcast is to share this podcast with your friends and your family. You know, it's a faithful audience that shares a podcast that has helped us grow. We appreciate that. Word is getting out. We're making some very important lists out there. But our main purpose is to simply share information and from our experience and from the things that we have learned. And we like learning these things from you as well. You know, Mark, our listeners have been very helpful to us. That they have. They've offered several, several suggestions. The, see if I can say it right tonight, the toddler potty. Toddler potty. Yeah, if that's not making sense to you, go listen to yesterday's episode and it will make total sense. And uh, we had a lot of fun with that episode. And, you know, we do appreciate our listeners and we appreciate our sponsors for this episode. The first sponsor is ProLine Digital Group. They're builders of websites and apps and they host websites as well, including ours. And they are a provider of digital leads for growing businesses. 
Our second sponsor for tonight is Jim Curtis Knives. Jim Curtis makes custom knives that are beautiful, functional, and affordable. Each one comes with a lifetime guarantee, lifetime sharpening, and two band-aids. You can find these linked out of our website, or you can find them in the show notes. Now, what's our topic today? Well, the topic today is the things that could threaten your life in an emergency situation. You know, we've heard the old saying that says, what you don't know won't hurt you, but the truth is, what we don't know could kill us. It could. It really could. One of the things that we're going to start with here is normalcy bias. Normalcy bias can kill you. How is that possible? Well, let's look at what normalcy bias is to begin with. It's the tendency to believe that everything will continue to be normal. It's the belief that nothing bad will happen. And it causes people not to prepare for disaster even when the signs are there. You know, well, you would think that after the year 2020, most people in the whole world now have to believe that certain things you know, aren't normal and hadn't been normal, even though they're returning to a sense of normalcy. I think that we now have come through a global pandemic and we need to kind of open our eyes. We may have a little lull here in some of the situations that we're seeing, and we may be interpreting that as normal or returning to normal. But I think we've got some issues on the horizon especially with food shortages and some other things there that might cause us to need to prep even more. But we see the ostrich effect here. Yeah, the burying your head in the sand. Yeah, even though an ostrich really doesn't put his head in a hole in the ground, uh, that's an old thing, and I'm not sure how that came about. It's one of those old legendary type sayings. Basically, it was meant to depict a complete and total ignorance of a situation. Exactly. And what we're having here is people ignoring the signs. Yeah. And we've got signs of food shortages. And supply chain issues. Supply chain issues. Now, Christmas of 2020, a lot of people didn't plan ahead, and they didn't find the gifts that they wanted. They were accustomed to, or their normalcy was that I can order it from Amazon three weeks ahead of time, and I can have it in time for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the way it's always been. And that's the way it's always been, so why should anything change? Well, the supply chain issues hit, and we had... Ships backed up, ships not getting unloaded, and all kinds of issues going on there, and people didn't get the Christmas gifts that they wanted. Right. And, you know, even though that's not the most important aspect of Christmas, it represents a change in our lifestyle. It's totally an example of the supply chain issues and how some people were affected by that. Mm -hmm. And I think the next year they did their ordering much, much earlier. And another sign that we're seeing is inflation. Right. You know, it kind of slammed into us hard and fast, mm-hmm. you know, and we're we're still kind of reeling. In fact, the Fed just announced that they're raising mortgage rates and stuff this week. And I'm like, oh, no. Well, <laughs> that's got, they're going to raise probably five more times this year, according to what the uh, experts are saying. That, And I'm closely watching the Fed because mm-hmm. I think I've got a mortgage in my future and I've got to think about that. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And now let's make a prepping application out of this normalcy bias that could kill us. All right. See, stuff happens. It does. 
stuff does happen. We need to expect the unexpected. There's a reason that we practice situational awareness, and that is that we know that there are some bad people out there. There are. The problem is we go through life with nothing happening, so we expect nothing to happen. Exactly. And then we're so surprised and overwhelmed when something does happen. Mm -hmm. Still, we have local threats that are going to happen. We can't be surprised about weather anymore. No, no, not weather. Uh, We can have storms. We can have power outages. And I always joke about that 48 inches of snow here in North Alabama. (laughs) And, you know, how long, and my question there is, how long can you keep your family fed and warm? Exactly. Things are going to happen. Now, when we're looking at some things, we need to stay informed. You know, that is a very important aspect because there's a lot of folks that have just literally turned the news off. They don't want to be informed. Mm -hmm. They just want to live in their bubble. They don't want any bad news to cross the threshold of that bubble. And they don't want to hear it from other folks, their friends or their family. They've just turned it off. It's overload. Now, I agree. Sometimes you do have to decompress. But that does not mean that you stay in a bubble of ignorance. We don't have to binge. But we do need to be aware that there's a hurricane on the way. Mm-hmm. You know, the great hurricane that hit the northeast, Manhattan, that area in 1938, the meteorologists were not even aware that it had become a hurricane not far off the coast of Africa. And it caught them somewhat by surprise. And there were a lot of people killed in that. My first father-in-law survived that hurricane outside. Mm. That's some story, let me tell you. Yeah, now we know we're going to have some of those things. We need to at least pay attention to the big picture. Now, we don't need to be binging on the news. No, that's that's like the pendulum swinging the other way kind of bad. We don't want to... Yeah, you're right. You don't want to and feast on that kind if of toxicity. You, if you have a, 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 an all-day diet of the news, it's going to get to you. Yeah, it is. But you do need to look at the big picture. And I do that by checking a number of news sites and scanning basically the headlines. Right. And more. It, I think you also source out from not just the United States, but you're sourcing from all over the world. Oh, quite several. Quite several. And then I do get Forward Observer. And that gives me an intelligence briefing of what's going on around the world and some commentary by those guys and some other things that I look at. But I want an idea of the overall picture and then some things I want to drill down and get to the meat or the nitty gritty of that particular topic. Exactly. And we need to stay prepared. Oh, yes. See, we can make good decisions that are based on knowledge. Knowledge and data and facts. Absolutely. To avoid any of the hype and the rumors and the fear peddling that's going on. Yeah, we need to ignore the conspiracy theories, too. Yes, because we do need to kind of dig deeper and find the actual facts. Yeah, even though I do believe Humpty Dumpty was pushed. but yeah. You know, you've said that more than once. Yeah. I'm we we need to try to find the facts and then extrapolate from that what we need to do. And that's well, why I say the, yeah. the big picture and then drill down in certain areas and find out the facts that will affect us 
And then we need to extrapolate and see what we need to do. You know, you had brought out a very timely example. Because of the uh, war that's taking place in Ukraine, most of the people that might be listening may be unaware, I was, that Ukraine is a major producer of wheat and Russia is a number one producer of fertilizer that farms around the world, including the United States, purchase from these countries. So now that Russia's under sanctions and Ukraine is under, uh, you know, a devastating war. They're the, not yeah. going to be able to produce the amount of wheat that they have right. in the past. Now, the United States does not really get much wheat from Ukraine. No, but the wheat goes to the other countries the of the world. The wheat that goes to the other countries, now those other countries are going to be competing for that wheat that we might be competing for. Mm-hmm. And that's going to drive the price up. It's supply and demand. Now, you mentioned Russia being the number one producer of fertilizer, and they are under sanctions, so they can't sell theirs to us. You know who the number two producer of fertilizer is? I do not know. China. Now, who are they aligned with at the moment? Russia. Russia. So we may be seeing some higher food prices. We a little may, bit of trade war action we, going we on. We could. We mm-hmm. could have all kinds of things. Now, there's another thing, and I read this the other day by a guy who actually works in the food wholesale industry. And he said it's not as much a problem right now. Now, he said it probably will become more so. But right now, the problem, he says, is they have the food in the warehouses, but they don't have the truck drivers to move the goods. Oh, yes. I was I saw a figure from, I think, last year, about this time last year, and it was announced at that time that, and this was a post-COVID year fact, that there were over 60,000 truck driving jobs just in America that had gone empty. Mm-hmm. Now, 60,000 drivers, that is a tremendous amount in that industry to be lacking. Yeah, and so that causes the warehouses to be unable to make timely deliveries. Exactly. And so what does that do if it's not coming in and it's still going out? We're going to run low. And that's why we're seeing some empty shelves in parts of the country right now. What do we need to do? is to stock up on more food and water. And, you know, we can have some coming shortages. And we may not be able to get the things that we actually want, so we need to have those prepped up. Now, here again, we're not talking about fear. We're talking about preparation. We're not trying to scare you into going and buying five years of 25-year food. We're trying to get you to put a little bit more food in your pantry so that you will have it if the need arises. But now another good reason for stocking up on food and water now is to buy ahead to beat some of the inflation. Well, that's right. I don't see any of the prices, you know, coming back down, even though we've seen a little bit of the gasoline prices Mm -hmm. lowering by a few cents here and there. I think that's a temporary lull, and it usually is around this time of year, about middle of June or July. It'll swing back up. So, yes, prepping is definitely, you know, locking in a purchase price today because tomorrow's price may be not so good. Yeah, and that's just something we need to be making plans for. But being aware that that normalcy bias can hurt us because we're expecting everything to remain normal. 
Now, here's something else that can be fatal to us, and that's indecision. Yeah, you know what? Many dead squirrels are laying on the roadway because of indecision. Yeah, and I'm particularly talking about here not that indecision being fatal right now, but when we're looking at long-term prepping, we need to be able to make a decision and make a decision quickly. And some people experience analysis paralysis, and they want to analyze to get everything right, and they're trying to make the right decision. And they end up making no decision. Yeah, because they fear not making the right decision. You know, my dad actually said something years ago. He said, you know, sometimes you got to do something, even if it's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I know what he meant. He wasn't asking us to go out and do wrong things. Right. We need to make the best decision possible based on the information we have at that time. Yes, absolutely. Now, the right decision... What is the actual right decision may not be known until all the info is in at some other point in time. Well, something that might be able to help us in this respect is visualization. Mm -hmm. We have mentioned this before, the, the ability to train your mind to visualize an event, a situation, something that you you just got to mentally go there. And that what happens is your mind doesn't really know the difference between it being a, a like a, a fake training or the reality of something actually happening. Yeah, we've talked about the Olympic athletes a number of times before, but you know, pilots train and practice in flight simulators, and they can put them into scenarios that would be dangerous in real aircraft. And you know, they videotape their sessions, and you can see them when they when they have a an emergency. Mm-hmm. And if things aren't looking too swell, they actually go through the whole physical, you know, fright of what's mm-hmm. happening there because their mind believes they're in danger. Well, law enforcement trains in firearms training simulators, and I have shot a number of times in firearm training simulators, and your mind doesn't know the difference. And what you're talking about, you get sweaty palms Your heart rate elevates. It's just like you are in a gunfight, except you're safe. You you may lose it, but you're still going home. And we're going to take you over here one day and get you on a firearm simulator. Oh, boy. Let you have some fun (laughs) with that thing. Simulator, not simunitions. (laughs) Simunitions hurt. Yeah. Okay. So we need to visualize the threats, the risks, and challenges that may face us, and literally take our mind through that story. Mm -hmm. And examine the possibilities. What happens if I do this? What happens if I do this? Okay. In this situation, I will do this. And then when we're faced with that issue or a similar issue, the brain says, okay, we've been here before. We know what to do. And so it makes that decision process so much quicker. That's fascinating. That's actually such a neat thing to think about that the brain can literally talk you into it being so and could actually help you behave in such a way that could save your life. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Now, here's another thing that can get you killed, and that's rubbernecking events. How do you mean? Well... What's rubbernecking? Well, that's when the whole crowd wants to see what the action is. If there's a fight or a car crash or a fire, something is going on that's of alarm. And then a hundred 
people want to stop and crawl and get a look. So they rubberneck. They're stretching their neck around to try to see. One of the things that I've seen, and those of you that are police officers and work wrecks, you've seen this too, is we would be at a wreck and people would be coming by very slow. And there's that video camera on that telephone sticking up videoing as they're going by. Yeah, I, I, and I am very offended by that, seriously. I do not think people need to be posting car crashes on Facebook. You know, the next of kin hasn't been notified. Exactly. If people you, need to stop doing you, that. You can, but that that's where rubbernecking mm-hmm. started. But it's gone further with people videoing attacks. Yeah, there's 10 people filming and not one of them's calling for help. Mm-mm. And, you know, fist fights can become gunfights. You know, just a simple argument can devolve into a gunfight. Exactly. And so instead of waiting to see what happens, instead of rubbernecking, instead of sticking around, get some cover between you and the problem. Yeah. You don't have any business in that Mm-mm. stuff. If you got no business there, move on. Move on. But don't just move on down the way where you could still see it, mm-hmm. where you could still be in the line of fire. Right. Get some cover between you and the problem. And cover, you know the difference between cover and concealment? Concealment, they can't see you. Cover, they can't shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> cover exactly. stops bullets. You so. Know, this is a good mindset, too, for after storm damage. Resist the temptation to run out into the middle of some downed power lines because those downed power lines aren't necessarily deadlines. They can be quite live. Yeah, and people want to come out. You know, the storm passes by and they begin to come out and see what kind of damage. Be really, really careful with this. Because checking out that damage could cause you to step on a live wire. That actually happened to some chainsaw uh, volunteers in Mm -hmm. Charlotte after Hurricane Hugo. They were, you know, immediately in the aftermath of that devastating hurricane that slammed all the way up into Charlotte, which is very unusual. There were a couple of gentlemen, a father and an adult son, who were chainsawing for the neighbors. And they went right into a down power line. I don't even think they realized they had hit it, mm-hmm. and it got both of them. You may have some barely standing trees or hanging limbs. These trees can be very precarious there after a storm, some of them. And they could fall on you. Now, I had this happen to a family member. It was after a very heavy rain driving on a major road. And a very, very large tree fell and hit the top of her truck. Mm. And I'm talking smashed her truck. Oh, wow. So these are things that can happen as well. Now, here's one. You can also have displaced snakes that are ticked off. Yeah, they can be real. real they don't like floods. No, That they runs them out of their holes. They're they're. You just got to realize that even though you may be in shock over your your home being devastated and you do want to try to get out and assess and see what's going on or maybe have to leave, don't lose sight of the imminent threats that may be right upon you for you're looking for other things. So, yes, exactly. snakes and critters and people in Florida. Seriously, our friends in Florida will tell us, it's that after a hurricane, we have to, you know, lock all the gates because of the gators. Mm-hmm. And so they're walking down the streets. There they go. Don't let the dog out, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. And normalcy bias can put us into this. You know, we've never had a problem before. 
Yeah, there's a possibility. And there's always that possibility. That's the mindset of the, I'm going to ride this hurricane out type thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm 99 years old and I've lived on this coast all my life and I've been through X number of hurricanes and I've, and so far I've had no problem. And then sadly, that was the last thing those people were known to say Mm -hmm. because they didn't bug out with a hurricane cat five coming. Here's another problem. It's not exactly a normalcy bias, but it's something that we need to not do, and that's inserting ourselves into someone else's fight. Yeah, that's hard to do sometimes if it's family or friends. But Well, there are times. Yeah. But if it's somebody else's fight, folks want to stop and watch and maybe even get in on the argument or even get in on the physical, and we need to Roll on by. Yeah, just yeah, get away from just that. Just put some distance and structure between us and the problem. But now, granted, there are times to get involved, and that's like assaults on the weaker among us. Yeah, I mean, if somebody's beating up a child or something, yeah, you're going to or, or beating elderly people. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you there are times you just have to get in it. But and as far as we can, let's just keep our noses out of that. And hopefully, we'll have a lot better nose situation come morning. (laughs) Right. What we're just basically talking about is personal safety, situational awareness. Understand that you can't be ignoring a lot of the very overt things that are going on around you. But there are many times when you don't need to involve yourself, but you do need to stay aware of the facts of the situation. And whatever situation you're in, be prepared to make good decisions based upon the information you have at the time. And then you can figure out whether you were right or wrong later. We've we've had to do that many, many mm-hmm. times. Most of the time, it's been the right decision. Sometimes we found out, hey, it was a good decision, but there was a better that we could have made had we had all the information at the time. Exactly. Anything else you want to add? You know, stuff does happen. We want you to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We would appreciate it if you would share Practical Prepping Podcast with your friends, family, and your social media. The direct link is in the show notes. And as always, stuff happens. Stay prepared.